You're listening to an audio sermon from Harvest Bible Chapel in Oakville, Ontario. For more information, please visit our website at harvestoakville.ca. Hey, welcome to, um, welcome to Harvest Oakville here today. My name is Robbie Simons. I get to be the senior pastor of this church, and I get to. It is a huge, huge privilege uh, for me to be so. And listen, we're, we're so glad that you are here. We are so glad that you have taken the time to be here, whether or not you uh, uh, willingly came or were dragged here. We're still glad that you are here, very glad. And I want you to hear this. Uh, my desire today, when I preach from God's Word, I believe God wrote a book. It's called the Bible. And my desire is to say what He has said, because I believe it is truth. It changes lives. It changed mine. It changed hundreds of people in this room, and it could change yours today, too. Jesus Christ said this. If you understand this phrase, your life could be changed forever. Jesus Christ said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I'll say it again. Jesus Christ said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. See, this is why Christmas time is light time. Christmas time is light time. If you're like me, then you love Christmas lights. I see them everywhere and it fires me up. I love Christmas lights. I love Christmas candles. I love waking up first thing in the morning. I'm up before my rascals get up and I'm there in the dark and I turn on the Christmas tree, sit down in my chair, in my place with my coffee and I love it. Christmas lights, the warmth that it brings, the hope that it brings seemingly, the beauty that we see all around us and we will see even today. Christmas time is light time. They are everywhere. But the world must hear and what the world must see, all of these Christmas lights, as mundane or insignificant as some of them might appear to be, all of these Christmas lights in one way or another are pointing to the one true light that was given to change the world forever. Hear this, it was 700 years before Jesus Christ was born. 700 years, Isaiah prophesied, inspired by the power of the Holy Spirit. Isaiah prophesied and wrote down in the book Isaiah, he said this, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shined. And just a few verses later, Isaiah would also prophesy pertaining to Jesus Christ being born. says this, for unto us a child is born. But hear this, notice, but to us a son, a son is given. So don't you see right there, so key, the word of God is telling us that on that first Christmas day, Christmas night, in that little, quiet, humble, meager town of Bethlehem, a child was born that night, but listen, listen, a son was given. Did you know that there are over 360,000 children born every day in our world right now? Every day, over 360,000 children are born. So consider that then. Over the course of history, the thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions and literally billions of children who have been born over the course of time. And yet there has only ever been one son given. And this was the Son of God himself who was sent to be the light of the world, which I need to point out again, which is so important. Our very calendar is centered upon the one Son given by God Almighty. His name is Jesus Christ. The fact that it's the year 2015 is irrefutably and undeniably because Jesus Christ was sent. And wouldn't you know it, all the haters of Christ out there, but they have to admit that all of time is ultimately centered on Him because He is Lord, because He is God, 
Listen, because he is light. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Again, Isaiah said, those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness. That's the problem right there. See, that's the problem. Deep darkness, on them light has shined. That's the solution. Not just darkness here, deep darkness. What is that? What is that, deep darkness? Deep darkness is despair. Deep darkness is sin. Deep darkness is death. Literally, deep darkness in Isaiah there means shadow of death. You're like, well, that doesn't sound very nice. I understand. But it's so important to understand the problem to understand then the solution. Here's what's nice. This is why Christmas time is light time. Christmas time is light time to shine in the dark time. This is why then when the angels appeared on that first Christmas day, the Bible says the glory of the Lord shone around them. You see, Christmas light is glory. The glory of God shining for all who desire to see and who believe by faith to have eyes to see. This is also why Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist, he prophesied of Jesus Christ. He said, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high. Why? To give light to those who sit in darkness. What we must understand, the reason the sun rises every single day as it has begun today ultimately is because God is using the sunrise to declare his glory. Every sun that comes up, every sun is God declaring, here I am, here I am, here I am. For the eyes that see, this is not chance. This is the creator of the universe speaking again. Who can explain it? Who can understand it? Who can possibly fathom the glory that's all around us every day, starting with the sun, as it rises, and if you're like me too, you get up early, and you long for the sun to rise on these cold, dark December mornings. Well, not so cold today, is it? But on these, on these dark December mornings, and you're there, you're me, you are longing and pining for the sun. Rise again, sun. Rise again, because the majesty as it pierces through the darkness. Imagine the sun did not rise. Imagine the hopelessness. Imagine the despair. Imagine the depression that would set in as we're surrounded in darkness all the time. But then the sunrise comes up and there we feel hope and there we see light and there we sense, yes, there's purpose for this day. This is the light of Christmas. This is why he came. That's why Zechariah says, whereby our sunrise shall visit us from on high because it's the sun that gives light to the darkness. Capital S, sun, S-O-N. Jesus Christ is the light of glory, is the light of hope. This is why when the wise men, and they see the light of the star above, the text says, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. That phrase there in Matthew's gospel, that is one superlative piling up on top of another. Matthew's almost at a loss for words to describe the exhilaration and ecstasy the wise men felt as they saw the star of the light that brings joy. They rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. Hey, you're here today to hear this. Christmas light is a light of joy. It's a light of glory. It's a light of hope. It's a light of joy. Do you know how much joy is missing in our society? Do you know how many people are walking around trying to find the answer, trying to find the solution in misery and frustration and starving for this and that? That's why you're here, man. Because Christmas light is a light of joy and of glory and a light of tremendous, tremendous hope. But again, why are the wise men, why, why so filled with joy? Because they saw the light. And when you and I see the light of Christmas, truly, truly, 
we truly see it. The Bible says it gives us a joy that we cannot express. It's a joy inexpressible. It is unspeakable for all of us who have been regenerated by the Spirit of God, knowing we've been saved from our sins. You know what I mean. There's a joy in here that is so profound and so real. It's truly supernatural. It's of God. It's by His Spirit. And it's all for the glory of the Lord. It is awesome. This is the power of the gospel. This is why He came. This is the point of Christmas. Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness but will have the light of life. And why did Simeon then? Simeon held the infant Jesus when he was just a few weeks old. And why did he hold him? And why did he say, my eyes have seen your salvation. A light, listen, a light for the revelation of the Gentiles. That means if you're not Jewish here today, that's for you. A light for the Gentiles. Why did Simeon say this? It's because he knew, he utterly knew he was holding the light of the world. Christmas time is a light that shines glory and hope and joy and peace. Simeon was holding the Son of God, and when you're holding the Son of God, listen, there's nothing else you need. Christmas time is light time. Because think about it. Why light, oh God? Why, why light is the metaphor all over Scripture? Why are you so obsessed with light? Because it's light that dispels the darkness. John 1 is describing the deity, the divinity, the fact that Jesus Christ is God himself and the glory of Jesus Christ. And in John chapter 1 it says, in him, in Christ, was life. And the life was the light of men. And I love this. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. In the original there, darkness has not overcome it means you cannot extinguish this light. Jesus Christ is shining and he will shine. Say what you want, do what you want, try to get rid of him, try to, try to cancel. It's impossible. He's the Lord of the universe. He's the son of God. He's the one in control. He grants life. He takes life away. He's the one who allows our hearts to beat. He lets our minds think right now. He causes us to breathe right now and he's gonna shine his light. He will continue to shine his light. Darkness cannot defeat the light ever. So that's why when I was watching the second movie of The Hobbit, Transition line. <laughs> and I was there in that part with that evil eye guy. What's his name again? Sauron. Thank you, Sauron. And he's there and he's like, hey, wizard, uh, there is no light that can defeat the darkness. Okay, everything within me in the theater at that moment, as Sauron, dude, said that, to stand up and say, oh, contraire, mon frere, all right? You have no idea what you're talking about. There is a light that will defeat the darkness, and there's a darkness that cannot defeat the light. And the light is called Jesus Christ, and there's no person, no government, there's no anything ever that can overcome the reality that Jesus Christ is Lord, and he has come to give light and life and love for people who see this is the reality of Christmas time, and this is more than a bunch of carols. This is the purpose of God for eternity given to us because he loves us so much. Christmas time is light time. You cannot overturn. You cannot overcome the light. Think about it this way too. Gather all the darkness in the world, all the darkness in the world, put it all together, and it cannot snuff out the smallest and tiniest of candles. It can't. All the darkness, come on, darkness, everything you got. And one candle and you light it. And there it is, shining amidst the darkness. It's a spiritual reality of where we are now. 
with Jesus Christ, regardless of what our world says. So darkness cannot defeat light, so what does darkness do? Darkness gets clever, and so darkness tries to hide and deceive. This is what Satan does. He's the great deceiver. So you try to take the Christ child, hide him behind Santa Claus. You try to turn Merry Christmas into Happy Holidays. Darkness takes, takes the gift of God and turns it into materialism under a tree. Darkness says, you can say whatever you want, just don't say the name Jesus. You can even say God, because people just, what does that mean? It means a whole bunch of different people. But just say Jesus, and people shudder. Ever see that on TV? God, 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 Jesus! What's up with that? It's the name that is above all names. It's the name that breaks through sin, death, and hell itself. It's the name of Jesus Christ. Again, irrefutable. But here's the spiritual reality. As the darkness gets, darkness gets darker, the light of Jesus Christ only will shine brighter. And our world does get darker, but that's when the gospel's held up in Jesus Christ. And I pray even now, the light of Jesus Christ will shine so brilliantly. But let's understand this. The need of our day is found in the futility of our world. For all our claims of progress and tolerance and prosperity, we have never been more miserable. A simple inquiry will quickly, you can do what I just did this week. You go on Google and you can just type in a couple things. You will find it and I ask you to do that so you know that I'm not making this stuff up. A simple inquiry will quickly reveal, more than ever before, addictions destroying people on the rise. Broken families on the rise as much as ever. Depression on the rise as much as ever. Teenage suicide on the rise as much as ever. Sexual abuse on the rise as much as ever. Fear on the rise. Anxiety on the rise. Chaos on the rise. Our world is falling apart. And the, world ha- the answer of the world is medicate. The Bible's answer is regenerate. Amen. And only Jesus Christ can do that. If we look around long enough to just, so many people never stop long enough to actually ask the questions of why we even exist. Just to, just to stop long enough. It's incredible to me, we are the most entertained society in the history of mankind and also the most bored society in the history of mankind. Entertain me till I die, entertain me till I die, entertain me till I die. Really? Really? And then what? I guess I'll find out when I get there. Bad plan, bad plan. And we're here right now because we get the truth. This is the truth that sets us free. This is the light of the world that allows us to see. Jesus says, in this darkness I shine my light. Don't you see? Don't you see? The society's falling apart. But Jesus right now says, it's here in this darkness I shine my light. I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness but have the light of life. So Christmas time is light time. It's the light of what though? The light of life. John 8, 12 says, so Christmas time is also life time. That's why Christmas is such a big deal. So much more than eggnog and trees and, and caroling around and being merry. That's fine, but it's so much more than that. Christmas is such a massive deal, and this is why you're here, because the light has been sent. Why? The light has been sent to give life. He didn't come just to shine and sit there and then do nothing. He came to shine and then give life. This is why he needed to be sent. God said, I love the world. I send my son to be light who gives life. The light who holds life. So no wonder then the shepherds, remember them? No wonder they run. They run fast because could it be, could it be, could it be that the light is here who gives life? Awesome. Christmas time, light time, lifetime. This is why certain Christmas carols, we become familiar with them. And let's look at this verse here of O Holy Night to take away our f- familiarity and to look at it with fresh eyes now and light of this truth and all holy night, you better believe it's a holy night. 
The stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. The light has come who holds life. Long lay the world in sin and error pining. Okay, so the world is lying in sin and error and they're longing, pining. They're longing to be rescued. Here's the reality right now for some of us here. Just if, if we're honest with ourselves before God, we're not happy with this. And we're not happy with this. We're frustrated. We're miserable. Some of us are struggling with depression on a day-to-day basis. The world isn't given the answers. We think this is gonna be it, this is gonna be it, and then that doesn't satisfy, and then we're lonely and empty, and then we're filled with fear, and we don't have the answers, and we're just kinda going along like that hamster in the cage, going crazy. Time out for a second, and just think. In sin and error, pining. That's my favorite, my favorite line. Till he, Jesus appeared, and the soul felt its worth. See, when you see the light, and you realize the light has life in Jesus Christ, this is when you come alive. This is when you see your purpose for living. This is when you understand why you are here at all. Because there's a God who created you, informed you, and now wants to give life to you, to love you, that you might now send you belong to him, and you know where you're going forever and ever, amen. The soul felt its worth. So many people too busy, too distracted, and too discouraged to even bother trying. Well, not today, I pray. A thrill of hope, the weary soul rejoices. You better believe when you see light in life, uh, you're fired up, you're rejoicing, you're celebrating, you're running around telling me because you know I'm alive, I've been saved. Sin no longer has a hold on me. I am granted heaven. I, I, am, I, am, I am spared hell and death. Jesus Christ has made me new and yonder breaks a new and glory. It's a new morning when Jesus Christ becomes your Lord and Savior. It's a glorious morning when Jesus Christ does that. This is the point of Christmas. A Christmas light giving a Christmas life. And the people that are here even now and lonely. Some of us are lonely here, lonely. Maybe surrounded by people, but inside we're lonely. And we're weak, we, we feel so weak, and we're, and we're so frail, and we're, we're such fearful creatures, so afraid of everything, so filled with anxiety. And deep down, what I think if we stop long enough and stop entertaining ourselves to death, we can just think and say, I'm always searching but never finding. Why? This is why the light has come. This is why Christmas is awesome for a people pining for rescue. A rescuer from sin, a rescuer from death, a rescuer from darkness. Let me explain it to you this way. I want to be as clear as I can the reality of the gospel. This is what the Bible teaches. Man is here, God is there. There's this thing in the middle, it's called sin. And it creates a separation between us and God. You're like, well, how come I can't just get over to God? Well, because God is holy. You're like, so? Well, we're not holy. See, God is holy because he's holy. Not one sin can dwell with God. Not one, not one. So if this is heaven over here, not one sin's getting into heaven. So you and I have a problem because we have sin. Ever told a lie? Ever thought lustfully about another woman, another person? Ever had a thought of pride in your life? One sin, not in. That's a problem, I'm dead. By myself, I'm dead. So what do we do? Hopeless. But what humans try to do is, well, well, here's what I'll do. I'm going to try to jump to God by being a good person. If I just do enough good deeds, God will look at me and say, well, you've done some. You've walked that old lady across the street. You've been to church a couple times. You say some prayers. I try to be a nice individual. The problem with that is you still have sin. 
and sin doesn't get there. Whoa, I'm going to do, I'm going to be religious. I want you to know this. Today, this is not religion in here, okay? I'm not a religious person. Religion is what you do. I'm about loving the one who's done it all. Okay? So the difference between relationship and religion, this is not a religious service. This is a service of relationship with the living God and the Son, Jesus Christ, and the power of the Holy Spirit. But people are taught all the time, people sitting in churches by the millions across this world, if I just do this, this, and this, then I'll go there. That's not in the Bible. The Bible says, for you are saved by grace through faith. Grace is getting what you don't deserve. Religion says, no, 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 here's the formula. A plus B plus C equals heaven. No, incorrect, not in the Bible. Well, I'm going to philosophize my way or morality. I'm just going to, not in the Bible. So then, what happens now? See, this is why the light comes. Next slide. This is why God brings his son in the manger. Because we can't do it. We're dead in our, by ourselves. But he says, I'll send the one who can. Because Jesus Christ will be born, why? Not just to stay a baby, to grow up and live a perfect life without sin. So that in the end, the manger will be in the shadow, next slide, of the cross. And Jesus will die on the cross for all the sins of mankind. And every person then by faith who believes that Jesus Christ died for all your sins, mine, past, present, future, all those sins are there. You now have access to God because God no longer sees you in your sin. He sees his son in you, the perfection. And you now are granted access to go to heaven. This is why Jesus Christ says, I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness but have the light of life. There's one way this happens. This is the gospel, loved ones. This, this is what the Bible teaches. Some of you have never heard this in your life. This is the message that saves. This is why Christmas is such a big deal because the one who came to live and die is here. He's here, he's here, he's here, he's here. Let's go see him. Better believe it. let's go see him. Let's sing, let's rejoice, let's celebrate. The solution to our greatest problem is now here. Christmas time is lifetime. And this is why then the angel appears to Joseph and says, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. For that which is conceived in her from the Holy Spirit, she will bear a son. You shall call his name Jesus. But why, why, why call? Because he will save his people from their sins. See, that's why Christmas is here. That's why he came. The whole point of Jesus coming, to save people from their sins. So sin equals death. But Jesus Christ equals life, and a life without end. And this is what we have to understand, a life without end. But our world is so focused on the present, on the present, now, here, stuff, self. You know, the number one fear in this life is death, and so the number one approach of our society to death is denial. Put it off, put it off, put it off, put it off. Just entertain me till I die. Pause long enough to just think about that just for a few moments and ask yourself some big questions. Christmas time is the light that shines, an eternal light. Isaiah said about Jesus, he said his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And notice this, of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. Now that fires me up, and here's the reason why. Earthly governments, they come and go. Earthly governments, they rise, they fall. Some guy stands up and says, I'm the next gift to the world, and then next thing you know, he's gone, and someone else. My advice to you, do not put your faith in man. Do not put your faith in self. Put your faith in God and in his son, Jesus Christ. 
because the government of Jesus Christ, it has no end. Like he's going to reign forever and ever and ever. Uh, yeah, I'll be with him. Okay? He wins. And of his peace, the text says, of his peace there will be no end as well. You can only imagine in a room this size of this many people, the people here right now longing for peace, searching for peace your whole life, restless, uneasy, anxious, frustrated, so longing to be still and know. You're here today and you're hearing the answer. Jesus Christ is the answer to peace. But listen, this isn't a peace that, um, um, make, my, make my problems go away. Okay, Jesus isn't a genie. You don't rub the lamp of Jesus and say, okay, you fix my life. No, no, no. He says, you come and you give up everything and you will find true life. You bow knee. You surrender. You love. See, Christmas comes at a cost. It costs Jesus his life. And in a sense, it costs us our life as well. Jesus says, you want to find your life? You've got to lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. And every person who understands and sees the reality of what Christ has done through his love, his life, his light, that person will never, ever regret that decision that they made to run to him. Jesus Christ invites you to that today. He says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Christmas time is light time. Christmas time is lifetime. Christmas time is this. It is love time. It is love time. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that what? That, that he gave. That's Christmas right there. That's Christmas. He loved the world so much, he gave his son. So Christmas then is the love of God. Christmas is the ultimate, unfathomable ex expression of the love of God where he gave his son. Why did he give his son? We went over this. To be born to die for the sins of mankind. To become a sacrifice that you and I might live. That's a mind-blowing aspect of God. Just that God would send his son to earth, but then beyond that, God would send his son to die for the sins of mankind on earth. How much love, how much love has God shown? And without question, without question, you are here today to hear about such love. Love, God loves you without question. He extends his offer of love through his son to you today, right now. This is why when we sing Silent Night, Silent Night, Holy Night, Son of God, listen to this, loves pure light. See, only in Jesus Christ do love and light perfectly unite. Only in Jesus Christ. Do love and light perfectly unite. And so some right now, you're, you're here and the Lord is speaking to you. It's what he does. Because he's real and he's good and he's love. And you are saying here today, I am here today to hear this. I am here today because my life is not making sense. I'm here today because I am not satisfied. I'm here today that I, I understand I hate my sin. I see the darkness. I do cry for help. And then the question that comes out of your mouth is, how do I, how do I receive this light? How do I receive this love? How do I receive this life? Jesus answers it in the verse we said many times here today, John 8, 12. I am the light of the world. 
whoever follows me will not walk in darkness but have the light of life. Whoever follows me. So listen carefully right now. It's not good enough to stand at a distance and just see the light. That's the start, but you can't stay there. The person just sees the light. I come to church a couple times a year. I say a couple of prayers. I try to do some good things. I, I, say, I might admire the light. I kind of see God in some sense. I, 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 I believe there's a higher power. I'm kind of looking over there, but I don't do anything about it. That's not good enough. There must be a following. How do I follow? By believing. Belief is action. Believing he's done everything. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I can't just gaze and be a spectator. To be saved by Jesus Christ from sin and enter into glory with him, I must walk the walk. I must follow him in the path of love for him, of devotion to him, of being saved by him. Some are here right now and Jesus speaks to you directly and you know it. And yeah, you have seen the darkness but there's something inside. Not everyone, but some. There's a longing. There's a longing for the light. Let me tell you this. Jesus Christ, he is the light of the world. I implore you, run. Run to the light today because remember this world is a dark world but as the darkness gets darker the light of jesus christ only shines brighter and there's darkness all around us loved ones but you're here right now in the message of the gospel for the glory of jesus christ that jesus christ shines down upon you and he says my child do you see my child do you see and my child do you believe i implore you i implore you see the light love the light Give your life to the light. Be saved by the light. His name is Jesus Christ.